thinking about moving to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, or just want to know what it's like there, you are in luck. We've got Krista Lorenzo right beside me. And I know the right way to point if I could keep my finger in the frame. <laughs> Say hello to everybody, Krista. Hello, everybody. Thanks for having me. And we've got a new quick intro. We're getting right to the business. But the first thing we're going to talk about, and I didn't tell you we were going to do this. This is new. Uh, I want you to say hello, which you already did. And now I want you to pick a number between 1 and 350. And then I'm going to read you that random question on Google uh, to okay. start the show off. So something fun to start off with between 1 and 350. Eight. Eight. Oh, one up to the top. All right. I don't have to scroll that far. That's good. <laughs> All right. Where are some unusual places you've been? Well, that's kind of a cool one. Oh, okay. That's kind of cool. Um, so whenever I went to college, I did a semester at the University of London. So we traveled all over Europe on the weekends, uh, my roommate and I. And so I have actually been to the Czech Republic, which is not a normal place. Uh, I mean, we went to like Spain and Italy and all the all the fun normal ones. But the Czech Republic was probably my oddest one or my most unusual one. Did you have to learn any kind of like what they speak Czech? Is that what they no, speak? No, we went. To, I don't even know. We went to all kinds of countries and we had no idea what anyone was saying. So I took Spanish, but uh, that didn't help me. Except for <laughs> it really didn't help me in Spain either because I didn't know it well enough to speak. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sometimes those Latin roots that are kind of in everything kind of help you sometimes. Yeah. But I don't think Czech, I feel like they don't use yeah. that stuff there. It's not yeah, from that. Yeah, in Germany, uh, yeah, I couldn't understand a thing. <laughs> <laughs> totally. And we're going to learn more about Krista in just a minute. This is Want to Move There, the show dedicated to all humans, giving them the information they need uh, to decide whether or not they want to move to a different area or information on if they want to visit somewhere for vacation or to visit family or whatever the case may be. And I'm trying a new abridged uh, intro, as I mentioned here, but I will tell you that my name is Derek Bixler, realtor of 15 years here in central Pennsylvania. Hit us up in the comments if you uh, want to say hello or ask a question that we can answer later. We will come back and address any comments later if we don't see them while we're going, which is uh, entirely possible because it's just a little thing that lights up and I don't pay much attention to it. Uh, and check us out on YouTube, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, iTunes, Spotify, all the audio and video places. That's where it'll be living both live and then it'll live there after the fact. So uh, that's my quick intro now. Hopefully I'm going to listen back later. Hopefully it's more than or less than 30 seconds or a minute. Uh, so now we will get back into it with Krista and we're going to learn a little bit about her before we learn about Pittsburgh. So uh, tell us the last movie you watched. You did know this question was coming yes. uh, while I bring your bio up to get into. Tell us the last movie you watched. Uh, it was Sing 2 with my daughter. Uh, I have two girls that are 16 and 18 that still very much love Disney movies and uh, anything child related. Uh, so I watched it with my 16 year old. Nice. Is that in uh, 3D? No. I don't know. Uh, we watched it in our home by some method that she figured out. <laughs> uh, yeah, because these days it's same as theater on something. Yeah. Whoever made the movie has an app where you can watch it yeah. same day. He knows how to figure all that out. So we just let her do it. <laughs> nice. What's the uh, last movie you've seen in a theater? Uh, the last Spider-Man. Oh, like the most recent one, the one that's yeah. out right now? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, okay. we went with our girls and saw it. That's definitely available in 3D. Did you do that or no? We did not. I'm not a big 3D person. I feel it's kind of overwhelming. <laughs> it is a lot. Have you you've done it before then? Yes, you've we have experienced done it. it? Done, yeah. When they were little, they wanted everything in 3D. And like some of the ones like the Alice in Wonderland and some of those were just a bit much. I don't it's very overwhelming. <laughs> I agree. I go whenever a Star Wars comes out, if it's at our IMAX theater in 3D, I will go there and treat myself to like a matinee by myself and get all the treats and act like a kid. Yeah. Uh, and the first time I went to one, all the people at the showing before me were walking out with this dead zombie kind of stare. And I'm thinking, was it a bad movie? What's going on? They all just had this dead kind of zombie stare. And I came out. I, my fur, you get it kind of fuzzy, kind of hard to get into it. Yeah. And then you get into this world. And then I came out the same way. Like, whoa, yeah, that was to, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's awesome. Um, and now I got your bio up and it looks like you actually grew up in Pittsburgh. So you were born and raised in Pittsburgh. Uh, you went to high school at Pittsburgh and Cincinnati. Is that the actual name of the high school? Pittsburgh and Cincinnati? Well, 
Okay, so whenever I was like 10-ish, my dad decided to start getting into real estate investing. And so he started with like multi-units and then he started into single family. And as you know, from doing real estate, it's a different interest rate if you are buying it and living in it versus buying it for investment property. So he, we would buy them, fix them up and move into them, buy them, fix them up and move into him. So he was building his inventory at a good interest rate. So um, I started in Peters Township and was there through eighth grade. Then he bought one in Mount Lebanon. So ninth grade, I went to Mount Lebanon High School. And then uh, he also did like construction work and got transferred to Cincinnati. So we went there, we thought it was going to be a summer and it ended up being three years. <laughs> so I graduated from Indian Hill in Cincinnati and then came back to Pittsburgh to go to University of Pittsburgh. So uh, the <laughs> Super Bowl aired a little while ago um, and I know absolutely zero about sports, but Cincinnati was in the Super Bowl, correct? They were in the Super Bowl and I did root for them. Um, being from Pittsburgh, I will always be a Steeler fan, but I didn't have any other connection to the Rams or to, uh, you know, the Bengals. So I went with the Bengals and I guess that wasn't the best choice. <laughs> you got disappointed. Yeah. I like the Rock's intro. He said something. He made their, their oh intro God. sound way better. Electrifying, I think yes. was the word maybe he used. And I was like, oh, I don't know anything about sports, but I did turn it on and kind of watched a little bit yeah. of it. But um, sorry you got disappointed, but uh, congrats to all the Rams fans out there. <laughs> The joke, uh, if I'm in like a text circle and people are like texting about the Super Bowl or like what's going on or like yeah. who's going to win or something, I always just throw in there like what's football or like <laughs> go, hopefully they get a, uh, what's some other sport, a home run or something like that. Yeah. I try to act like well, a dummy. Being from Pittsburgh, it's very, very uh, sports centered. So our, you know, with the Steelers and the Penguins and the Pirates, uh, there's always something on. <laughs> Yeah, we can relate here. We've got, I'd say we are half Pittsburgh, half uh, Philly people here in central Pennsylvania. So we get a little bit of each and sometimes they clash a little bit here and there. Uh, you went to college uh, in Pittsburgh as well. And then you went to Robert Morris University for your master's. Is Robert Morris in Pittsburgh? It is. <laughs> so nice. yeah, I, I like it here. <laughs> And are those, are they downtown, University of Pittsburgh uh, University or Robert Morris? Pittsburgh is uh, a little east of downtown. So it's actually called Oakland where it is. Uh, but I mean, it's like a five minute drive. And then Robert Morris is actually west of Pittsburgh. It is out by the airport. Okay. And we'll talk about the colleges and the education choices out there a little bit more when we get to okay. it as well. And you went uh, for architecture and business for your bachelor's, and then you went for master's in business. So lots of business there. And we can yeah. always use that in real estate for sure. Absolutely. Your favorite color is gray. Uh, I haven't had gray yet. I like that it, you didn't say blue. Um, <laughs> so why do you like gray? I don't I think it just kind of goes with everything. I don't know. I've always liked pink and gray, but I find myself leaning more towards gray. I mean, with clothes, with housing, with decorating, with paint, you know, I just I like it. I like that you were honest about that because I most people would say blue or red and my official one is probably red. But I've said before that if push came to shove and you said, which one do you actually what clothes do you buy? What color yeah. do you use? What items? What color? It's usually black, 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 black. And if it's not, it's white, white and probably gray. So I'd be in the same like plain palette with you probably. Yes, yes. <laughs> and the skies, we'll talk about that in a little bit too, the weather. If your uh, skies are anything like us in central Pennsylvania, yeah, uh, you get used to that gray sky. Uh, your favorite food, protein shakes and cheese, not at the same time. Uh, what kind of protein shake are you? Is this a concoction that you make no, of your like own vanilla, or is it a, yeah. I like is a mix? I like vanilla in the morning and chocolate at night. Um, yeah, a few years ago, well, it's probably more than a few now, like in the uh, 2015, I did a couple different fitness competitions and, uh, it was a lot of like protein shakes and egg whites and, you know, lean meats and things like that. And I just got used to it. And we spend so much time like in our car and it's showing things like that. It was something that's always just portable and easy to take with me. 
Do you have a uh, shaker cup or a special? Everybody yeah. that has a lot of shakes has some kind of cup that is their go-to cup. Yes. You have one of those standard ones with the circle mouth piece. Yep. yep. And then, I mean, I have like a like a ninja blender that I'll, you know, if I'm at home, I'll make it in the blender just because then it's a little frothier. But if I'm on the go, a few shakes is good. I'm easy. Uh, <laughs> you got to You got to step it up to a Vitamix someday. You got to get that Vitamix. <laughs> All I put is protein shake and ice. It's not done. Oh, so you have nothing. Well, ice. Yeah, yeah. I guess. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I don't have a Vitamix. I found a good replacement at the restaurant store. There's actually like a better one. Restaurant store. Highly really? recommend. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to get my microwave there because it's like restaurant grade stuff, but it's cheaper somehow. I don't know. I, I've, oh. And uh, client gifts too. They got those big like those coolers that everybody likes now. They yeah. had them for super cheap for a while there. And oh, I got wow. one for all my clients. So restaurant store. <laughs> uh, you do you have pets. What kind of pets? <laughs> you should have one. You're in Pennsylvania. Maybe you I don't. I probably I don't do. I'm, yeah. <laughs> what pets do you have? I have a dog. He is a Rhodesian Ridgeback. He is probably like 12 or 13. We got him from the pound, so we don't know his exact age. Um, and he is the, the light of our family and also like the annoying little brother. And the older he gets, the more he just does whatever he wants. <laughs> I feel that at the end of my dog's life, uh, you know, those Kong things that you put yeah. peanut butter in. That's all. It was all day. I don't care. It was it's on his last couple of years. Kong's all day for you. You get whatever you well, want. Well, that's what we're like. Everything he wants, we're like, oh, he's old. Oh, just give it to him. And he's gotten very spoiled. <laughs> <laughs> and then they probably go faster because I just fattened him up at the yeah. end. But whatever. <laughs> cool. Um, and then you also have two kids. You mentioned uh, two girls, 16 and 18. Um, and you said they still like to sing movies. Do you guys, they oh, yeah. still like all that stuff? They love that stuff. Like Encanto, they have seen probably 20 times. So, yeah, yeah, the new cartoons these days, the new uh, well, animated films, I like them. I would watch them without my kids for the oh, most yeah. part, most of them. Yeah, their favorites uh, are uh, always Coraline and The Nightmare Before Christmas. Like they probably watch that anytime my daughter's home from college, they watch that, you know, every time they're together. Coraline? Yes, it's very dark. So it's, I think it was a, it might be like a Disney Pixar. It's like this girl who doesn't feel loved in her family. And so she goes to like this, the dark side and she, it's called like the other mother. And the other mother has like buttons for eyes and she's trying to let, get Coraline to come live in the dark side. It's, they like it a lot. <laughs> I feel like we've, I feel like it sounds familiar now that you, yeah. uh, you probably, yeah. talk I mean, about it's, it. It's old. And then Nightmare Before Christmas, they watch year round. <laughs> yeah. I love any of those, whatever yeah. that is, that stop animation or whatever yes, that is, they that love Wes them. Craven or whoever. Um, <laughs> yeah. Super cool. And you're married to Sean. My best friend growing up was Sean, spelled that way. So I always Aww. relate that to that. So I like Sean. Uh, and your hobbies, running, uh, dates with Sean. Uh, and you love going on your date to breweries, uh, trying new restaurants, uh, traveling, and having fun. Um, so let's plug maybe the last restaurant or brewery you went to. Okay. Well, we went to Ala Familia, which is in Pittsburgh. Uh, we just went this past weekend for our uh, little date night and it has been there forever. They have another location that's actually closer to us, but we like that one. It's a little closer to downtown. And I mean, it's literally just in a city block and um, where we sit, we get table number five. So don't everyone steal my table, but we get table number five. It is in, they have a couple different um, kitchens throughout like they have the main kitchen the appetizer kitchen so it's a small room that's the appetizer kitchen with four tables in it three are on one side and then one on the other and table number five is the one by itself and then like the chef is like right there beside you so like as he's doing stuff they'll like sit there and chat with you and everything so we love it there and they just have amazing it's like italian food great steaks good wine but it's delicious Sounds awesome. And I like an open kitchen because then, you know, yeah. they're not messing around back there. Everything is going to be good. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and then do you have a is does that section that table get you a certain server or servers that you Actually, like that you could shout does. out and go out so and funny, yeah, check out whoever? Ask. So um, Robert is the sommelier there. 
who does a little bit of management, does all the wine stuff. And typically he is the server in that area. So we're always excited because that's who we get. And he knows everything about wine and like, we'll just start talking and saying what we want. He's like, I got it, you know? So it's nice to have someone be able to figure that stuff out for you. <laughs> nice. So everybody has to check it out if you that's visit right. there, but you have to hit up Krista first. And cause you want table five, if you like table five, they probably yeah. want to get table five too. So just make sure you're, you're not going to be there the same that's night. Right. Do you yeah, need reservations at this together. place? Absolutely. So we were there on Saturday night and that night they had 265 reservations. So wow. very, very popular. It's very, very good. <laughs> nice. So hit you up first to get the lowdown and what to That's do right. and how to get in there. Maybe she can pull some strings and That's get you right. in there. Maybe you already person. have a, a reservation <laughs> set up and they could just hop on your table with you. <laughs> how big does the table seat? This will be my last question about this place. Four top. At that table. Okay. Yep. <laughs> gotcha. All right. Now let's talk about Pittsburgh. We've already started a little bit, but I will bring up my map here if I can remember how to share screen. And I think I'm going to, yeah, we'll just do just the map. There we go. All right, so I'll zoom out so everybody that's watching around the world or aliens up above, whoever's watching this can tell where Pittsburgh is. So we've got our handy dandy Google Globe here. Um, and you can see all these are all my real estate referral partners. So anybody on the West Shore, if, you, if you're, or the center of the country, I guess, hit me up. I need to add some more. I'm up in Canada too. But um, you can see the main pin here by the dot where you can see where I am is where kind of where Pittsburgh is uh, on the eastern coast of the United States. And Pennsylvania is almost on the coast directly separated by New York and New Jersey. And then Pittsburgh is all the way to the western uh, side of Pennsylvania, a little bit south too. Um, we call it South Central, I guess. We call Harrisburg South Central, so I would call that, uh, what, West? We're Southwest. West South Central, <laughs> Pittsburgh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, down here and then we'll talk about it a little bit uh it is right now hazy we talked about how it's gray here so it looks like maybe it's gray there right now it is it's gray today <laughs> <laughs> nice and it's 17 degrees which is exactly what it was here in central <laughs> pennsylvania this morning as well maybe a couple degrees warmer now but uh about the same uh, you're obviously in the same time zone as us in eastern standard time zone and now i will read the wikipedia facts here off of uh google they just pull a little paragraph off here. I'm probably going to stop reading this, but I'm still going to do it for the sake of this one because I already pulled it up because they usually pull some stupid stuff or I don't, it's just not really, I don't know. I'm not I'm disliking it more and more every time I do it, but I'm going to read it this time. So, uh, Pittsburgh is a city in Western Pennsylvania at the junction of three rivers. And we'll ask you what those three rivers are in a minute. It's gilded age sites. It's gilded age sites, including the Carnegie Museum of Natural History, the Carnegie Museum of Art, and the Phipps Conservatory and Botanical Gardens speak to its history as an early 20th century industrial capital. For steel, I'm guessing, we'll talk about that a little bit. In the North Shore neighborhood are the modern Andy Warhol Museum, Heinz Field Football Stadium, and PNC Park Baseball Stadium, not PNC Bank, like I said earlier <laughs> when I pre-read it. Uh, so does that sum up the city and we don't need to talk about it anymore? Uh, that's a <laughs> It's, I think a lot of people have the old, like, steel mill, dirty, dirty city, you know, view of Pittsburgh, and it's not like that at all. It is actually beautiful. And those three rivers, it's the Allegheny and the Mon, and they come together to form the Ohio. And that is downtown at the point. So Pittsburgh was very much, um, in the time of like George Washington, it was a main like transportation area. So a lot of it is set up with like bridges and things like that. And Pittsburgh actually has more bridges than any other city in the world, including Venice. So I think just because of the way it is with those three, you know, the three rivers, we need a lot of a lot of bridges. Oh, so in, you might have heard recently on the news about our one bridge collapsing. <laughs> Yes. And it's all over Pennsylvania. Really? We're all, we've got old infrastructure everywhere and all, Absolutely. especially country roads. I'll be going to a listing and it'll say, sorry, you're not going that way. It's yeah. 10 minutes extra around. Yeah. 
So what's that's a good segue actually into what is the landscape like? Uh, we can see it's green there, so we're not in a tropical or desert no. place, obviously. But not what's it like? It is a lot of mountains. So a lot of mountains, a lot of rivers. So we have a lot of tunnels that go through the mountains and then rivers that go over the mountains. So um, travel, people aren't the best drivers because every time, you know, even, even if it's the same size two lanes going into a tunnel, everyone slows down right before they get there and across the bridges. So a lot of mountains, very, very hilly and no tropical anything. <laughs> Yeah, and for those that are, are the Pennsylvania Turnpike, if you went from Harrisburg to Pittsburgh, you'd go through, I don't know, two, three, four different tunnels to get there, Probably, I think? yeah, yeah. Is that where you usually see them? Are there elsewhere, or is it usually like if you're coming east, for you would me, go for through me, some? I live in the South Hills. For me to get downtown, I have to go through a tunnel. There's two different tunnels. Because the whole, so if you're looking at that map, south of the city is Mount Washington. So the only way to get through there is going to be, um, there's two different tunnels. There's Fort Pitt Tunnel, and there's Liberty Tunnel. And there's more, but those are the two, the two main ones. So the only way to really get to downtown is through tunnels and bridges. <laughs> wow. Well, that's cool. And it is now that you mentioned it, it is, I guess it's really hilly there, just like it is here, but maybe even more so because don't you have uh, rail cars or something, tram or what do you call those things? Cable cars that go up. We do. So on Mount Washington, that same mountain that I was talking about, there's actually two different inclines and they're super old. Like my grandma used to take the incline to get to school. So um, whenever you get near that downtown where there's two uh, tunnels are, there's actually uh, two different inclines that take you from down above, up above, where like the restaurants and shops and everything are. And it's really part of like our transit system. So we have like buses and trolleys and things like that, but we still use those old uh, trolleys too. Huh. And so it's, it's kind of like a gondola if people might be more familiar with, it's like a little bus that rides up on yes. a cable from yes. somewhere low to up yes. where it's basically it look i mean it almost looks like a train track and this little thing and there's like three levels in there there's probably i mean it can probably hold three levels thing. yeah they're all in but i mean because think of like a table booth you know so it's like a booth a booth a booth so and then it just goes up the mountain huh and, and people only like, it doesn't carry vehicles or anything nope. it's not yeah yeah yeah. Very interesting. Very cool. And it's something you have to, obviously, it's a touristy kind of thing Absolutely. if you go there. It's, if you come it's to something. Pittsburgh, yeah, you go on the incline. <laughs> totally. And it also and then, not Washington that has the overview of the city. So that's a huge tourist spot, too, because if you go, once you're on top of the mountain, it overlooks uh, downtown and everything and the rivers. Is that something you have to buy tickets for ahead of time or you just show up? The You can just show up. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> And then what about the trees and the you have like pine trees and oak trees and that kind of that kind of landscape right or whatever question. i know you don't have to tell me specifically but it's similar to here in central pennsylvania is what i'm getting it's not palm trees and and that kind no, of thing pine trees lots of pine trees oak trees that's that's the only trees i know if you go for a hike there's going to be shade there's going to be stuff around Absolutely. you if it's summer you won't be able to see through the woods Correct. yeah which is different in San Diego or somewhere. I went for a hike oh, yeah. on, what is that? The Pacific Coast Trail or Pacific Crest Trail, whatever it is. Super yeah. boring. So there's nothing. It's just these little little bushes down low and you can yeah. see 20 miles where you're going. You can see the whole trail out in front of you, but it's yeah. a million miles away. So it's like, you're never going to get there. There's nothing to look at. The sun's beating down. I don't, it was cool, but I, I prefer what we have with the trees oh, yeah. and the lushness and all that. And I feel like a lot of places you hike are kind of like the same places I like. And it is a lot of just big trees and seeing like the light come through different ways and everything. I love that too. Yeah, and I do come your way to do stuff, which we'll we'll wait till the next to the entertainment section, I guess, to talk about that more. Okay. So, uh, what about the weather and the climate? We said it's gray there today. We're gray here in Central Pennsylvania. Um, feels I like all the time. Yeah. It's not. I but it's probably similar. Like I don't know what it was. They said it. You know, with the wind chill, it was negative when we when we woke up today. I actually had a call yesterday. It was from a gentleman who's moving to Pittsburgh, and at the end of the call, he goes, "So, are you guys like done with winter?" And I'm like, mm, it's snowing and 20. <laughs> I'm like, we're not done. And I was like, where are you coming from? And it was like Alabama or something like that. And I'm like, dude, it's going to be totally different. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, my daughter said, "Is winter's over? Why did it snow?" I was like, "No, it's we'll probably get twenty inches in the end of March somehow yeah. for some reason when it's supposed to be over." Yeah. Uh, and I just shared this screen a little bit. This is something new. I'm trying to bring more of this stuff in here, but uh, so this is just on bestplaces.net. I look up um, what the average stuff. So you got about uh, twenty-seven point seven inches of snowfall every year, and that's right on par with the U.S. average. So you're in line, nothing crazy there, but you definitely get it. Um, do you have, you have snow plows and salters and all that stuff when it oh, happens, yeah, it's taken care of. Yeah. <laughs> and do you close school? Uh, well, prior to COVID, uh, sometimes they would have like a two hour delay. Now they just will switch to online learning. So these poor kids don't even get snow days anymore. <laughs> they just switch exactly. to online learning. <laughs> I've been saying, I'm gonna, we're going to boycott one of those days at some point. Yeah. We're not going yeah. to the Zoom class. We're going sledding. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> There's fresh powder out there. A two-hour delay. We might get like one, well, prior to COVID, we'd get like one or two good snow days a year where they'd like actually cancel. But now it's usually just the delay. They're, I mean, you know, we have the equipment. We're used to it. <laughs> <laughs> and then under sunny, it says 160 days of sun per year, um, which is a little bit less than half, which is about on par with central Pennsylvania. So is it kind of that gray overcast? You're in, is it a, you're in a valley. You got three rivers there. So are yeah. you in a valley or not really? Well, I guess it depends where you live because of the hills. Like I'm not necessarily, cause there's like a lake. At, I live, I live on a hill and there's a lake like at the bottom of the hill. So I'm like in, in the middle of the hill. But oh, that's sad that it's 160. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. It makes the sunny days that much better. I think that's true. I feel like if you live at the beach, you don't appreciate it the way other people appreciate it. So here, whenever it's sunny, like everyone will be like, the sun's out. <laughs> and then you feel like a waste of space if you take a nap or don't yeah. go outside. It's like, I have to, because next week go it's going to rain for 10 days. <laughs> And then your high is about 83. So that's nice. It's not getting super hot there. July is when your highs are. January is when your lows are around 21 degrees, which is, again, both of those are on par with the average. Uh, and the elevation, you're at 764 feet. Uh, the average, so you're kind of lower than the average. I never look at the elevation thing. That's the first huh. time. The average in the U.S. is 2443 feet above sea level, and you're sitting at 764. I wonder if sea level has something to do with clouds and cloudiness. I want to look up know. Harrisburg, Pennsylvania now. But Maybe that I gives everybody. I just didn't know it. <laughs> yeah, it's quite possible. <laughs> And then is there anything else you'd comment about weather? Um, you get all four seasons, right? We know it doesn't That's get super hot. Thing. Yeah, yeah. So I think getting the spring and getting the fall, like the, we have a lot of family in Florida and we have a lot of family in California. And so the one thing that they always say is that they don't get fall and they don't get spring. So spring is my favorite because, I mean, after the winter, it's like you're just ready for the change and everyone's just happy and excited. Um, and then fall is just usually, you know, absolutely beautiful. So I love living here and the fact that we have all four seasons. I'm with you fall. I would say September, October is my special, my special favorite time, but also yeah. spring, spring, you get all the flowers and the new I bloom spring, and everything. Yeah. yeah. And with the lush landscape you hear, you actually have like everything comes alive. Oh my um, goodness. Yes. If you're not used to landscaping, I know here you'll have a, a, a all of a sudden in one week, all your trees will grow like three feet all of a sudden. And now you got to go around and trim everything in the spring. Because yep. <laughs> we have all that the... rain too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did it say a lot of rain? Well, it, uh, no, Did I bring I that up? But no, I it didn't say. Oh, precipitation. It doesn't say amount of precipitation, but it says uh, 140 days of precipitation mm. and 106 in the U.S. Um, so at least 20 of those days, it looks like 20 of the days when it's overcast, it is not raining. So it's just overcast for 20 of those Which days. doesn't make it better. <laughs> <laughs> at least it's not wet. Yeah. <laughs> so what's the commute like? Do most people uh, live in outside of Pittsburgh and commute yeah. into the city to work or they work in other places? Live, yeah, a lot of people live outside of the city. So the city is mostly businesses. It's turning over to a lot more of the old commercial spaces. They're turning into lofts and things like that so that pe more people can live downtown. 
Um, there are a couple different high rises, but most of it is right outside the city. Um, I would say most people's average commute is probably about 30 minutes or so. So lots of major highways that go downtown. And then we also have a bus and a trolley system. The bus goes probably anywhere in that white area that says Pittsburgh, the buses are gonna run there. And then we also have from the South Hills, there is a trolley system and it's been around, uh, you know, for years. It's like literally the old trolley cars. So there's a couple different lines that start different places in the South Hills and it goes downtown and then all around downtown over to the North Shore, over to Station Square, it's free. Um, the, that public transit system is free for you to ride the trolley. So if you're going to like a Steeler game or a Pirate game or a concert, you can like park somewhere less congested and just hop on the trolley and go to the event. Nice. So they're not, it's not just like a, a tourist thing. Let's go ride the trolley for funsies. No. It's an actual it's, commuting yeah. thing. Oh yeah. A lot of people use it um, so that they don't have to pay for parking downtown. And like I said, we live in the South Hills and our girls liked going downtown, like when they were in high school and things like that, but we didn't really want them driving down there. So they would take the trolley down and go to like events and, you know, go out to eat and go to pirate games and things like that. And we felt safer with them doing that than driving. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping my kid my kids are so young they may never have to drive themselves True. if they yeah. don't want to. Right. Or at least the car will be uncrashable or something at that point. By then, yeah. <laughs> so what uh what about toll roads? Obviously, I know you have Easy Pass there because you're in yes. Pennsylvania and you have the Pennsylvania Turnpike that goes there. Are there other toll roads other than oh, the Turnpike? The Turnpike is probably forty five minutes from downtown. So like, I don't even know if, if we're going on vacation and driving somewhere, I might be on a turnpike, but I don't really use that. They just put a new like Southern Beltway in that starts in the South Hills and goes out to the airport, but it's like the same drive time, but it's nice because no one's ever on it. And then further South, we have a lot of um, like uh, Route 43 and a couple other ones that are mostly, it's mostly for like truckers and things like that, just to keep them out of the congested areas. But if you want to pay, you can go on it. I mean, yeah, if you have the easy pass, then it's like half the price of the toll. <laughs> gotcha. And I've heard, actually, I heard all the, or uh, some article popped up on my Googles that said the Pennsylvania Turnpike is the most expensive toll road in the world or something. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I saw something and it, I think it's because they, so a few years ago, they went to this like automated system, this toll by plate. So you don't have to actually stop and put money in. You just drive through, they take a picture of your plate and they send you a bill. Well, they said people aren't paying their bills. So I don't know like what system they have in place to go after them. But and it's not said, leanable or anything because it's not yeah. the state that, oh, yeah, people, yeah. you can do whatever you want and they can't do anything about it really. So they said, oh, well, we saved all the money on the people sitting in the toll booth, but now we're actually losing money because <laughs> no one pays them. So yeah, I think they're still working on that. <laughs> yeah, got to make it a leanable thing or you can't get yeah. your license. I know a guy that does debt collection and he does it for like speeding tickets and stuff. And it's like a gold mine because they have to because they can, I'm going to suspend your license if you don't pay this thing and they have that authority yeah, to do it totally do that. <laughs> yeah drives up my bill when i need to use because we actually use it here it's one of the main if i could use it i'll use it yeah. over the other roads for sure so what about bridges do you have any do you have to pay tolls on bridges well not currently but they are trying to toll four of our most common ones and everyone's fighting because like the one they want to they want to put a toll on i literally am on it probably six times a day if i'm showing houses um, but they, I think they tried to pick the ones that like were in the, the worst condition. So they're like, well, don't you want it to work? You know? <laughs> so, but they're, they're in the process of trying to implement that. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> you got to pay for it somehow, I guess. Right. Everybody oh, yeah. hates when the HOA raises right. prices, but. Yeah. No one wants the bridge to collapse, but no one wants to pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally true. <laughs> and then what are the major industries there? I know uh, Batman was filmed downtown, right? Or one of the Batmans was filmed yes. downtown, but I'm guessing uh, hosting uh, film filmings is not a major industry it there. Or is it? It is. 
so because of the um, downtown layout and that it's not like a huge city, it's easy for them to shut things down. There are actually a couple different, it's called uh, the Strip District and it's like outside of Pittsburgh. It's actually where they're building a lot of the lofts and things like that so people can commute. But there are a couple different like movie things there um, and it's hmm. mostly like outside movies, but they film like several here a year. Um, I don't, I'm not good at like remembering all of them, but there's a lot. <laughs> I think the last, like Inspector Gadget and all those so that they could use the bridges and everything. So like the, the bridges, you know, they, they want to in Mount Washington and those different views and like some of the older houses, you know, they use that a lot. So other major industries. So it's huge for healthcare. So um, we have like University of Pittsburgh Medical Center and they have several different hospitals there. So um, college wise in Oakland, there is University of Pittsburgh, CMU, Chatham, Carlo, and then right down the street is Point Park College. So that is where the University of Pittsburgh Medical Center is, Hillman Cancer Center. Uh, they also have two different children's hospitals. So I think healthcare is huge in this area. Um, as far as employers, they're bringing a few different Amazon in as well. There's an Amazon here. Um, they're trying to do like four different distribution centers. Oop, there's an Uber here in the South side, Google's here in the South side. So I think a lot of tech and like biotech and medical. Wasn't there, wasn't somebody testing driverless cars or wasn't there, wasn't that something happening in Pittsburgh? Yes. That was Uber on Sunday mornings. So my running group, um, we meet like in different parts of Pittsburgh and run on Sunday mornings. And we would actually see, we never, they never got to the point where they were empty. There was always someone in the car. Thank goodness. Um, just, just cause I'm not sure about it yet. Um, so, but we would always see them like Sunday mornings, we run it like 7:15. So that's when like the city streets are empty. So that's when they would like test them downtown and things like that. So we would always see them testing them. I don't know how well that's going. I haven't heard anything about that recently. I feel like they stopped doing yeah. it uh, yeah. for some reason. I mean, it's going to happen someday at some point. Yeah. It's just, I yeah, they, they got to recalibrate maybe. <laughs> <laughs> or the money ran out for the grant. I don't know. Is Did you say Carnegie Mellon? Is that something yes. in Pittsburgh? Yeah. Was it Carnegie related Mellon to here. that maybe? Probably because the huge, huge tech coming out of that school. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was so funding could have just that could have been it too or right yeah yeah totally and then what about military is there any military stuff around there not really i mean we have a couple different vas um but nothing not really and then what about tourism that's probably went up a little bit i mean it's not known as like a huge tourist place no, but i'm, I'm thinking think it's gone up a little bit in the last few years maybe they host a lot of events um we have a big convention center so they host a lot of events and things like that here i think it's a city that's easy to get in and out of uh travel wise so that's why they do a lot of different conventions here a lot of our tourism is really related to the sports so um the steelers and university of pittsburgh both play at heinz field they're both like usually sold out um, right down the street from that is where the Pirates play and then the Penguins. So I think like a lot of our major competitors are within driving distance. So that brings a lot of people here as well. Yeah, I like that you mentioned the sports because obviously that's a big, a big uh, contributor to to the economy. Do uh, are your fans like the Philadelphia fans um, crazy? Are they crazy, totally crazy. Pennsylvania totally fans? Crazy, and they believe that they are awesome no matter what. Like especially my husband Sean. No matter, <laughs> he'll he'll believe that they're going to win no matter what. So yes, very very diehard fans. Um, and it's funny because like a lot of other cities when we travel, we always find like a Steelers bar in like other cities. So I think Steelers fans, you know, so many people come from Pittsburgh and like go go warmer places or like Snowbird to Florida and things like that. So you really find Steelers fans everywhere. I was thinking about that actually when the Super Bowl was on, it was Cincinnati and I'm thinking, well, who they probably because they never won a Super Bowl before. Right. Is right. that the and they, they still haven't. Have. Yeah, no, still haven't. Probably because nobody wants to go there. If you go to Orlando or LA or any of these right. nice places or Texas or any number of places, even if it was a cold place, you might choose 
I don't know, some other uh, Portland or Chicago or some big right. place. Why would you choose like Cincinnati or Pittsburgh or something? So it kind of makes sense. Yeah. Although Pittsburgh is usually pretty good at most of the sports, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. The Pirates haven't been good for a long time, but everyone's, everyone still goes to the games and loves them. And we, we try. <laughs> I used but, to let that was my team growing up with uh, like Barry Bonds and yeah. Bobby Bonilla and Andy Van Slyke and uh, Doug Drabeck. And now that's the extent of my sports knowledge right there. <laughs> <laughs> and Penguins usually are doing amazing and Jari's killing it right now. So we're doing awesome. Do they get Canadians coming down? Yeah. Yeah. So we do, especially because they can't like right now, Canada is very limited because of COVID. They're only letting like 500, um, like 500 people in the games and we're like at full capacity. So we're, you know, they're getting a lot of people coming, coming here to watch the games and they're good. So, I mean, it's entertaining. Yeah. And then what is there to do other than all the sports stuff? So you got all the sports stuff. Well, let's talk about which one of those stadiums or places that they play would you go to for concerts? Is there one that usually holds all the concerts and stuff? Uh, it depends on the time of year. So where the Steelers play is probably the biggest summer venue because it's outside, it's open. So that's going to be at Heinz Field. They do like a lot of country concerts there, like huge capacity. If it is winter, it's probably more going to be at PPG where the Penguins play, um, like Elton John was there, uh, Billie Eilish was just there. So a lot of the, and obviously it's winter, so a lot of the, and every now and then they'll do them at PNC Park, but um, it's just a different, it's just different at, at that one. But I would say Heinz Field and PPG are probably the big ones. Okay. And what's the last thing that you saw in a stadium? The last, well, we go to, pa I don't go to Steeler games because my husband's a bit of a fanatic. Like I just can't handle it. <laughs> so, uh, I haven't gone to a Steeler game in years. I love them and I'll watch them on TV, but I don't actually go. We go to pirate games all the time. Um, so we, um, you know, if it's like my daughter's birthday, my husband's birthday, like we go for, for everything. So the last thing I was at was a penguin game, like a couple weeks ago, because my daughter is a huge penguin fan. Hockey's fun. Even if you don't oh, yeah. like hockey, that's a fun sport to go watch. Yeah. Even if you don't like sports, hockey's cool, oh, yeah. especially if you're far down close to the glass. Yeah. And she likes, like, she'll watch any team. Like, we'll be watching, like, a Penguin game, and as soon as it's over, she's, like, NHL hockey and finds another one to watch. <laughs> what about tailgating? So you got hockey. These all, well, hockey, baseball, those are in different seasons for sure. Are yeah. hockey and football in the same time period? Hockey kind of, well, so hockey, we're, like, halfway through the hockey season right now, and football just ended a few weeks. So we still have a few more months of hockey, which will then take us into uh, baseball season. So there's always tailgating to go to, yeah. even if you don't like the sports. Tons, tons, yes. I think there are a lot of people who go just to tailgate, too. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we used to always go to Penn State for Penn State games. The home games, yeah. a big, huge tailgating thing. And half the time, I, we'll, just, we'll just listen to it out here. We can watch it, listen to yeah. it on the radio, and just keep doing what we're doing. Absolutely, yeah. It's a huge tailgating city. <laughs> and then what else is there to do? You got all these rivers. Do you have water sports and that kind of thing? Um, not really. So, I mean, there are people who boat, but most people don't actually go in the river. Uh, it's not like skiing or, you know, it's not like water skiing or tubing or anything like that. So lots of boats. Uh, no one like docks right downtown. Most of the docks are a little further up the river. So a lot of boat traffic, but not like people in the water. I think people more do things like um, brewery, like right now, breweries and wineries are huge. They're like just popping up everywhere. So, and we have tons of like good food and uh, restaurants and things like that to do down there as well. And a lot of that is really central to downtown and like the surrounding city areas like Lawrenceville is about uh, 10 minutes from downtown and they are just like renovating everything and putting like all the good restaurants in there. Uh, there's probably five different breweries along the main street right there. So just a lot of like walking and doing things like that. And the boats are more like the pontoon kind. It was same here, Susquehanna River. We don't, some people do water ski kind of at this dam area, but it's more yeah. of a, 
sit on your pontoon boat and watch the fireworks and maybe yeah. not much yes. else. It's, yeah, it's come down, park, watch fireworks, watch the pirate game, park and listen to the Steeler game, things like that. It's not, yeah. I think that there's like debris and stuff in the river. So <laughs> we say don't get yes. in the river. <laughs> We'll leave it at Debris. There's some Debris. We won't get into what kind of debris it is, but <laughs> yeah, okay. nice. So you talked about the food and the breweries and distilleries and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Is that, that's been growing like everywhere else. And is it the pockets kind of like outside the city? Like you said, that one neighborhood is kind of outside is being revitalized and then different pockets of these like, things. Yeah. So right by, I would say there's probably a couple in every area. So every, all the neighborhoods have a couple in them, but even like downtown, there's probably at least eight downtown. There's one right by the point. Um, so I think Pittsburgh has a lot of, and Pittsburgh has a lot of walking and biking traffic. So they try to put everything like in accessible. Like we have those bikes where, you know, you can swipe your credit card and just pick it up somewhere and then drop it off somewhere oh, else. Yeah. yeah. So, and there's a lot of like trails that go along our rivers and things like that too. So a lot of people will like bike somewhere, park the bike, get out and have a drink and have lunch and then bike back. I've never been one of those people. I, I, need, I, I can't. But did you have a riverfront park? Is there? Do they have like oh, yeah. their exercise equipment every quarter yes. mile? There's the push-up thing or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. And a lot. Do you guys of ever have, do the? Uh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say a lot of them have like parking lots, so you can like park there and like ride, you know, ride to a restaurant and things like that. And then, oh, do yeah. they ever do those things where they you paint people paint like a cow or a? We're the farm show here, so we had people painted cows, and then there are these painted cows all over town, we and then a lot dinosaurs. of them end up on the riverfront. Yeah, we, we did that with dinosaurs. So I think it's because of, so remember when you were reading the like intro to Pittsburgh and you said like the uh, Natural History Museum? So at our Natural History Museum, there was a huge like dinosaur area there. So whenever they first started, and they even have like a huge dinosaur outside. So whenever they first started that dinosaur project, they, they were just like around Oakland in that area. And now like you'll just find them randomly places. <laughs> Huh, that's awesome. And yeah. it's a good transition. So there are museum museums also. So there's the natural history. I think it said there was an art one or yeah. something too. So, yep. They're actually part of the same thing. So whenever you go in like the main door, the natural history is on the right. And then the, um, oh my goodness, what's it called? Not, not the hill, oh, the art. So there's the art side and then the natural history side. So that's actually in Oakland. And then um, Phipps Conservatory, which is all flowers and things like that, is literally right up the street from that. And then downtown, we have the Andy Warhol Museum. In the North Shore, there's the Mattress Factory Museum. So huge museum. And then obviously, like, science. Wait, hold up. Mattress Factory <laughs> Museum? I don't know if it was originally a mattress factory and that's why it's called that, but it's literally like, so the North shore is uh, like all very, very close buildings, like, er, you know, late, late uh, architecture, um, just like beautiful old high ceilings. And it's literally like on this little one way street back there, but it's called the mattress factory museum. Huh. So, so lots of museums and cultural stuff and things like that. Lots of shows. Um, there's that. So right downtown, there's Benetton Center and um, Heinz Hall. And that's normally where like the symphonies and the big shows like Hamilton and things like that are. And then there's a lot of little theaters uh, scattered around like O'Reilly, just like smaller theaters for smaller shows. And then what about, uh, which is kind of proliferating now, Permandi Brothers? Is, am, I saying, oh, am I saying that right? Yes, Permandi Brothers? Yeah. <laughs> but the yeah. original is somewhere there, right? Oh, yes. Yep. So the original is actually in the Strip District, that area where I was saying, you know, where they're starting to do more of the lots and things like that. So there's one there. There's one in Oakland. There's probably like 15 different ones. Now they're like, you can't go further than like 10 minutes before you find one. And they're putting them in other cities, too. And what's the big, they're just giant sandwiches and they have fries on them. There's something, yeah. there's like a classic so, thing. Yeah. It's like fresh, fresh Italian white bread. And then you pick whatever meat you want. I always got like sweet sausage. My husband always gets like capicola. And then they have a, it's a sweet and sour coleslaw, but it's more like a sour that they put on there. And then they put the French fries on there and then fresh tomato. And then the other piece of your bread. And then they cut it in half. And it's like 
this big. <laughs> Can you get different lengths? Nope. It's because it's a, it's like sandwich bread. So it's, ah. yeah. So oh, I'm, it's a sandwich, yeah, it's not a, a sub. Sandwich. I'm thinking sub for some nope, reason. Not a sub. We're not, yeah, that's like more the Philly side. <laughs> we're like, san <laughs> we're sandwiches here. <laughs> Are there any other quintessential food things that kind of come out of there? Or that? Ah, uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Are huge here. Um, and even whenever like the pirates play, they're like, we have like the pierogi race <laughs> and things like that. Uh, that's probably, I mean, Pittsburgh is made up of like a ton of different like ethnic neighborhoods. So I think each area has something like there's Polish Hill, there's Little Italy, there's like all, you know, little, just little things where I think whenever it was such a huge melting pot that whenever people came here, they kind of gravitated towards, you know, people that were similar like that. And then what about fireworks, arts fests, kind of like the pop-up festivals for holidays and that kind of thing? You have all that. And where Absolutely. do they take place? So downtown. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of our stuff happens downtown. So downtown, and it's called the Three Rivers Regatta. It's usually like a boat show and things like that. And then they also have Three Rivers Arts Festival, which is usually like a couple weeks long. And down by the point there, they set up all the different booths. All the food is usually at the point and then like, on the like sidewalks and things like that is where all, all the artists will set up. So most of our stuff happens like down at the point, North shore, things like that. So, but there's an arts festival every year, the regatta and if the regatta they do like racing and things like that, right. You know, right on the river, right on the river there, but they still don't get in the water. <laughs> <laughs> Unless something bad happens, they might end up in the water. So there's no triathlons in the in the river there. Not I think they there. do those here, but nobody likes them. They don't get so, a good turnout, I don't think. I actually did one. There's I there are two different ones that are popular here. One is one is done like inside at a pool. And I'm like, I could never do that. So the one I did was a little north at Moraine State Park where they have like a lake. And so, but it's super, super hilly, which I did not know until race day. Cause I just trained on like a trail that was a little flatter. And then we got there and I'm like, oh, this is hilly. <laughs> and my Do you not live in Pittsburgh? <laughs> I don't know why. I did not think that it would be like that. I thought it was going to just be flat. It wasn't. My friends didn't tell me. <laughs> Hilarious. I guess that's what I knew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would think so, but yeah. yeah. So where do you, uh, if you try to get out of Dodge and, and have a little getaway, let's start with, uh, well, let's start with the airport. That's a quick answer. What yeah. airport are you going to to fly somewhere Pits else? Pittsburgh International Airport. Okay, and then where are you driving to if you're doing a driving vacation? Are you going all the way to Jersey Shore, which is kind of like, I'm it's the Jer Jersey is the, uh, the vacation capital of the world, I heard. No, it's not. Really? Well, you think New York City's right there, Philly, like the second or third ah, largest yeah. city, um, yeah. all of us in central Pennsylvania, DC, another big one. Even if you true. don't go there as your go-to every year, which yeah. a lot of us do, you've at least been there probably. Oh yeah. So when I was little, we went to, we went to Stone Harbor in Jersey for two weeks every year. So, um, as I've gotten older, I'm more of a flyer than a driver. Uh, my family, we just, we like we like to fly so but if we are driving we drive to national harbor in dc that is one place that my girls love going so we will stay like at national harbor and then spend like two days in dc and then like a day in national harbor what do they like about it the free museums or um they love the museums and things like that they love so over where national harbor is it's just a tiny little area everything is walkable so it's like restaurants and a couple hotels and a couple things but it's like right on the water so there's like a little bit of sand there and there's like an outlet there and things like that but they love going to the museums and all that history stuff there yeah, it's a great place, a great resource for anybody that lives close to it. Oh, I yeah. always loved our field trips when I was younger, going there so many times. And then you talk to people in California, like, what, you've never been to D.C.? That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> I know. We like would take them like once a year because they love going. <laughs> yeah, or New York even. Do you go yeah. to New York? Would that be a, not a day trip? but No, because it's about seven days. and a half hours. I took the bus there once when I was in college for the ball drop. 
and uh, I've never driven since we fly now. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good question. Do you hear in uh, central Pennsylvania, Harrisburg drops a strawberry? I guess we grow a lot of strawberries here. Uh, oh. Mechanicsburg, where I went to high school, drops a wrench, mechanic. Um, and Boiling Springs drops a bubble, and Dillsburg drops a pickle. So, really? do you guys drop anything fancy no. around there? I don't even know if we drop anything. <laughs> I've you got never, a, a big beam, a big steel beam. That'd be easy to do, do too. Just a regular crane with a big steel beam and drop it down. Ooh, yeah, you should start that. I called First Night, which is downtown for New Year's, but I don't, I don't know if they drop anything. That's really cool. <laughs> I like those ideas. And then anything else you want to say about stuff to do or anything, your favorite thing to do? Obviously, you said the food and the breweries yeah. are a thing you like. Where do you run? You said you like to run. Do you run oh, outside okay. or on your treadmill? So, uh, depending on the weather. <laughs> so I live about uh, half a mile from a lake and it has a trail that goes all the way around it. So if I'm just by myself, I like doing that or just going out on the street, but I'm actually part of a running group called Fleet Feet Pittsburgh. And every Sunday they pick a different location within about 30 minutes of downtown. So um, usually they're pretty central to downtown, but I mean, it's literally like a couple hundred people who come and meet, we meet it. Usually it's like a coffee shop or something like that. We meet, everyone goes inside, goes to the bathroom, comes outside, and then we run. And they give us like, there's usually like a three mile map, a five mile map, a 10 mile map. And if people are like in the middle of marathon training, there will be like 20 mile maps and things like that. So it's been amazing because I've always been like an explorer of the city, but whenever you're on trails and not in a car, there are like roads and paths and things that you never see when you're in a car. And obviously when you're running, it's a little slower. Well, for me, it's a lot more slow than whenever you're in a car. So it's just things that you don't notice. So it's really opened my eyes to a lot of different things out there. And will you run when it's gray and drizzling and uh, raining? I, I actually prefer cold running. I I get super hot when I run. So winter training is usually my favorite time. I struggle in the summer. I usually get real low with my mileage, but in the winter, I it's like my prime time. I feel you. I don't like the hotness either. That's why I'm yeah. up at like biking at 4 a.m. Yes. in the winter yeah, you're or in the, the summer. Park. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I like to, and it changes it up. It's not the same thing. The same trail is now different because it's dark. And then what? Uh, one more question. We do have to okay. move on to what people get to the, for the money, but I do have a question about uh, what to do. The Great Lakes are north. How far would that be? Uh, Erie, about two hours. Oh, that close. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, do they have beaches there? What would you do there? Erie has... <laughs> They do have beaches. <laughs> it's not that big. Um, so it's, I think it's either beach, they have numbers. So whenever you go there, uh, it's, a, it's, it's a cool little getaway for like a few days. Like in once over COVID, we went like in the winter and took the kids and like rented a cabin. Uh, it's, it's If you want like a close drivable two hours, take your kids to get their toes in the sand. It's a great little spot. Um, it's not like you can stay on the beach or anything like that. Like it's like it, the beach goes out you know, it's almost like a little jetty. Uh, you drive, you park, and you go out. But it's probably about two hours north of here. Cool. Yeah. There's tons of probably tons of stuff you could find if you were looking for stuff to do on lakes. That's pretty close. Oh, so that's kind of cool. Yeah. And then also you do have, you didn't mention it, um, maybe you just don't do it, but I mentioned that I go to Seven Springs a lot, or I did before they closed down their bike park. So Seven Springs Mountain Resort is close to there. So you guys have skiing. Yes. I'm sure there are there other mountains mm -hmm. around. I'm guessing there's something. Um, yeah, so there's Seven Springs, Hidden Valley, and then there's two other big parks like Boyce Park and a couple other places that have tubing and things like that for winter activities. But Seven Springs is definitely the biggest one. And they're blowing most of their snow, I'm guessing. They are. <laughs> yeah, like here, icy Pennsylvania. If you can yes. ski in Pennsylvania, you can ski anywhere. Yes. <laughs> so what are people going to get for the money? Uh, I'm guessing it's similar to here. I didn't look up anything. Yeah. I think here, I think our average price is like around 250-ish. I would say it's more like 300-ish to win that kind of entry level yeah. picket fence, two-story, probably a two-car garage on 0.2 acres built in the... 80 or 60s through maybe 90s so 300 ish is kind of that single family yes, entry yeah. 
I think that's totally the same here. So, I mean, you can get a smaller thousand square feet, one car garage for 150 to 200 ish. But if you're going, you know, a little bit bigger, 1500 square feet, uh, three or four bedrooms, you're definitely going to hit that 300 price point. And depending how close you are to the city, you know, is going to determine that acreage. I think a quarter of an acre is probably pretty normal. As you get 40 minutes outside of the city, it's probably more like a half an acre. I live uh, like 25 minutes from the city and we have an acre. Uh, so the further out you go, the more acreage. And then downtown, is it your city is a little bit cooler? I'll use the word cooler than Harrisburg is, although I love my my town. But um, so stuff generally here gets cheaper in the city. Is it the same there or is that the higher price stuff it's, downtown it's Pittsburgh, the old the stuff that people point. are redoing? Yeah. As they're redoing everything, um, we're getting probably 600000 for a two-bedroom close to the city, one-car garage, maybe in an alleyway. Uh, and then the lofts are probably going to be even more than that. So anything that is within 15 minutes of the city that has been updated is going to be a minimum of 450 or up. And so you have your choice of you could find something old. Obviously, there's old inventory to fix up or that's already been fixed up. Is there also new construction that people can can tap yes. into? So a lot of the newer construction is going to be, you know, more rural because everything, you know, anything within probably 15 minutes is already built up. So if you're going to go 30 minutes outside of the city, you're going to get in a new construction, which is going to be much higher price points to start. And the new construction in the city, a lot of times they'll, you know, tear down an old building and what used to be one house, they'll tear it down and build like a two, you know, like a, a duplex that isn't touching or like two townhouses or something like that and really build up so that you have like a three or four, you know, levels. Is anything protected? I'm sure some of the stuff is historic and you're filming Batman movies there because of the cool architecture. Well, so I'm is. guessing yeah. there's something that's protected. There, there are a lot of historic sites that are protected as well. And those are the ones that like you can renovate, but you have to keep it in the same exact style. You can't like tear it down. And then you mentioned that you have an acre and you drive, what, 15, 20 minutes, I think you said. Is that how far somebody no would have traffic, to go to get something? If there's no traffic, it's 25 minutes for me. But I also have a house that was, it was my grandma's house that was built in the 50s. So if you were building new in my area, you're not getting an acre. You're getting closer to a quarter of an acre. Okay. Yeah. Sounds yeah. about right. Same yeah. here. As small as they can possibly make it yeah, um, as the township allows. <laughs> And then are there HOAs? Um, here no, we don't no. traditionally have like a lot of HOAs, but generally newer construction does have some sort of HOA to make sure people don't paint their house purple or right. something. Some of them do, but a lot of them now with like new construction are more like social HOAs. So like it's like a community and you can opt in if you want to do it, unless you're like specifically in a townhome community or something like that. A lot of our neighborhoods don't have HOAs. It's very, I mean, I would say one in 12 that I sell may have an HOA. Gotcha. And then what about the luxury market? Um, what would you say maybe it starts at here? And I would say, I used to say 700-ish would start at here at Central PA. Now I'd maybe push that up to a million or so even. Um, what would you say the luxury market kind of starts at? And then what are those people buying also? So if you're near the city, you're getting more of like the uh, brand new, sleek, modern everything. Um, but there are also places like Swickley and Fox Chapel that are the old houses, shady side, Squirrel Hill. It is, I mean, that's where like the, like the Carnegie's and the Mellons and, you know, the people like that lived with the big, huge, like three-story houses. So two totally different things, but it's going to be that same price point. Nice. And what if, if, if it was like, a, I want 20 acres, how far away would you have to go to get some big piece of land or a farmette or something like that? Probably, I'd say like 40 minutes outside of Pittsburgh, you would need to go into like Washington, Butler or Beaver County. Definitely not Allegheny County. There's just nothing like that. So further, further out and you can absolutely find it. And stuff out there, are they a well septic generally? For if you're for the 20 acres, you're going to be, yeah. 
So yeah, anything I would say within 30 minutes is probably public sewer and public water. But as soon as you get further out than that, it is going to be septic tanks and well water. Gotcha. And then we will end it off with something that has nothing to do with uh, real estate or what we're talking about or Pittsburgh or anything, but does have to do with you. Um, and this is a hopefully a easier question. Well, at least it's not a, I think I told you I was going to ask this question. Um, if you could do any other profession, what would you do? Would you be anything else? A business? If you I, went to school for business, right? Architecture? I, I'm a true, true entrepreneur at heart. Um, I was selling candy on the bus when I was a kid. Uh, so I, I would be an entrepreneur of something. But if it was like my dream job that I know I'm not going to do, I always wanted to be a backup dancer. Oh. <laughs> Did you watch In Living Color back in the day? Oh, yes, yes, yeah. I watched all that. And I actually am a Zumba instructor, so I get to I get to live a little bit of my fantasy out, you know. <laughs> awesome. Is it at a Zumba? Do they have their own facilities or do they you go out of like the Y or something? Just they just run more different places where there are other classes. Yeah. How can people find you? What if they want to take a Zumba class with you? Tell everybody here. I'll bring your, this will be part of the how to reach you. If you want to, she's going to tell you aloud her phone number and email and website so you can find her if you need to buy or sell a home or whatever in Pittsburgh. But also I want to know how they can take one of your classes. Okay. So uh, hit it. Awesome. So just reach out to me and I can tell you what days and where I teach. Or if you want to reach out to me about real estate, I'm here for that too. So my phone number is 412-956-6563. You can call, you can text. My email is krista.lorenzo at pittsburghmoves.com. And my website is kristalorenzo.com. Do you own pittsburghmoves.com or is that somebody else's? That's Coldwell Banker. Gotcha. I figured there was a reason there. It was different because yeah. I almost <laughs> copied and pasted. Then I saw it was different. Yeah. So yeah, you could reach out and I'll have all her links to all her socials and her website and email and all that stuff in the description up or down or wherever you're watching or listening. Uh, contact me if you need to buy or sell a home in central Pennsylvania or anywhere in the world so I can hook you up with people like awesome Krista in Pennsylvania, or in, yeah, in Pennsylvania, in Pittsburgh, yeah, Pennsylvania. <laughs> um, Call me, text me, email me, throw a rock through a window, send a carrier pigeon, whatever you need to do. Uh, we still need inventory pretty badly. I didn't ask you that. It's February 14th, uh, Valentine's Day. I just gave away. Um, what's the inventory like? Ah, it's horrible. So yesterday alone, I put in three offers for three different buyers, all multiple offer situations. I know the one had six offers. The other ones were probably very similar. So very limited inventory. It's, uh, it's crazy out there. Yeah, same here, same everywhere from what we're yeah. hearing. So in February 2022, still need inventory in Pittsburgh. Um, and I, now that I've given away the illusion, we'll end the show. Thanks everybody for watching and listening. Hit us up in the comments and hit the subscribe button so you can get notified every time I come out with a new episode. Thanks for being here, Krista. Uh, say goodbye to everybody. Thanks for having me. Bye. <laughs> See you, everybody.